0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe and Gravity Falls. I'm Dylan Eisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro.
1: Hello. Hey, Sam. Hi.
0: <laughs> today we're going to be talking about uh, The Tale of Princess Kaguya, um, a 2013 Studio Ghibli film directed by Aisa Takahata. Uh, this is this was both Sam and I's first time watching this film, despite it being two years old. So I'm going to classify this as a review instead of a retrospective. Uh, mm. Usually, when we discuss older movies, um, it's going to be called a retrospective. Although this is not very old, uh, it was released in the U.S. last year and was nominated for an Academy Award. And uh, it's pretty pretty interesting. Uh, spoilers for this. Film throughout the podcast although our v- we're going to do very initial um uh reactions to the film spoiler free there's basically one big twist at the end and i would recommend not knowing it going into the movie even though this is a 10 <laughs> <laughs> even though this is a 10th century uh folk tale, so <laughs> um but yeah so you can li- you can listen to us whether we recommend it or not and then uh stop after that uh but yeah you can find more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com and you can support our patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated uh so let's get right into it sam what did you okay. think of the tale of princess kaguya
1: i really enjoyed it i thought it was very good it was very long a, oh God, yeah very the
0: long. film's two hours 15 minutes
1: oh it's so long but i didn't feel like it dragged really like there's like some like maybe towards the end it kind of dragged a little bit, but before then I was like, I was into it. It was, it was, I thought it was very nice. Very good. I enjoyed it. The end,
0: the end. Okay. Yeah. I also, I also really enjoyed it. Um, I think it, to me, if it dragged it out, I was in the middle. Uh, but I thought there were parts of this movie are incredible. Um, the art style is incredible and this might be one of the most gorgeous movies of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, like, it's this is some of the best animation ever produced like it is. in the history of the world. Um, so, like, you can't get a bigger endorsement than that. Story-wise, I think it's um, interesting. I mean, it's obviously a fairy tale. There's not too much depth to it, but... Uh, it's, they gave it depth. They did. They gave it depth. It was based off of a 10th century folk tale, the tale of the bamboo cutter. Um, and most of the story elements are the same, except a few key things, which we'll discuss it got giblified, in my opinion, <laughs> basically. Giblified, that's, yeah, a, that's um, a nice verb. This is uh, Takahata's, um, only his third film since um, Only Yesterday, Sam and I reviewed Only Yesterday, is a 1991 movie, then he had um, Pompoko, uh, My Neighbors the Yamadas, both of which aren't very good, and now this one, like, 12 years after the Yamadas. And or something. it's
1: his last one, supposedly probably
0: yeah i mean he's also probably
1: well. be the last one. He's yeah because the
0: end of ghibli and, um but i think this is um i think i would say this is the third classic he's made in his career um grave of the fireflies only yesterday and now this and that's those are three incredible movies to have mm-hmm. on like as like career achievement i wonder if this film was if he was like doing other things and like the intermediate, like how many over over 10 years or whether oh. this movie just took a ton of time to make because i could see this taking so long to make
1: well that's why we should all watch the what's the, the name ghibli of the ghibli documentary? documentary did they say in that kingdoms of uh, madness and dreams or whatever it's called well it's like it covers the production of this sort of it mainly covers the production of the wind rises which was produced at the same time
0: did they say anything about the time period for making this
1: they said that he takes a lot of time and he's never on time doing anything so. Yeah, seems right. I, did, I, did, I, well, I stopped like halfway through. I didn't get it.
0: Yeah, anything. I mean, he's a lifelong animation director and he's only has not that many career movies made, so. Eh, I, if you're going to make... He
1: doesn't make... even know how to draw.
0: Really? Yeah. Why doesn't he know how to draw? I don't know. What does that mean, though? He doesn't know how to draw?
1: I mean, like, he he never did animation. Like, he doesn't do the draw. He doesn't,
0: he doesn't storyboard?
1: No. What does he do? He doesn't do? do any of that. He directs
0: so like he tells like a uh, storyboard artist what to do yes interesting
1: you need to like brush I, need up to, yeah, I need to yeah i
0: need to i need to watch this documentary do that's that's pieces. interesting yeah i wonder how much in how much like dictating he did for this this very distinctive art style would you describe this as like a wood block like type of art style
1: like printmaking?
0: Um like
1: that's literally what you just described.
0: Yeah, like similar to um the WAN episodes in Legend of Korra.
1: A woodblock Like sort of like a classical uh yeah. Japanese. Classical
0: beginning. Japanese, yeah.
1: Um yeah, I I would say so. Yeah. Like
0: to me I whenever this this is most similar to the the wan the one episode's beginnings in Korra. Um that type of art style. I don't know. I don't think there wasn't a specific name for it on Wikipedia. <laughs> And if Wikipedia doesn't know.
1: Well, let's... I'm gonna... Look we'll, it see.
0: we'll see as we go. Anyway, yeah, I would highly recommend this. It's not... many people will get bored watching it. It's very long and not that much happens. Typical Studio Ghibli film, but uh, you t- should t- see t- this. T- I think our discussion today is basically going to be about the interesting plot elements, and then the conclusion we'll have to come to is, is this like a masterpiece or is it merely very good? So we'll, we'll discuss at the end, I guess. But, um, okay, spoilers now. Uh, let's get into some specifics of kaguya um i guess let's start with what did you think of uh the character um uh what's i think she doesn't really have a name right so she's the Kageya, princess she's little princess. bamboo the princess she's um little bamboo Take, Takenako, she's uh kaguya hime but mostly i think she's hime what's is princess in japanese
1: little bamboo
0: so what do you think of hime i
1: thought she was cool i mean I didn't, she didn't she's I, I think it's sort of like the typical girl gets put into like a royal circumstance even though she doesn't want to her childhood is ruined forever well that's not really typical is it um <laughs> I, I like i feel like this is a story i've heard before but then again this is like mean, a folk tale so this is probably one of the first around. versions yeah. of that story yeah this is so, the
0: oldest um discovered japanese like long form like uh uh narrative
1: it's like the Beowulf.
0: It's like the Beowulf of Japan, or the uh, the better example is the uh, Gilgamesh. The Gilgamesh of Japan, yeah. Uh, it's not not nearly as old as Gilgamesh, but yeah. So this is maybe where uh, a lot of the Disney princess themes come from. It might be from the story. Yeah, like. Hmm. Which makes it all the better that Disney did not dub this for the United States.
1: Well, then again, like it would know, have been interesting how...
0: if they did. Have been like
1: maybe uh, this fairy tale influenced all those other ones. Yeah. The Little mermaid. Just if
0: Disney dubbed this I'm pretty sure uh Kaguya would have been um in the Disney Canada princesses and I don't want to see. I
1: that. I don't think that would have happened.
0: They did it with uh they did it with some other. They did it with um uh, Miranda Merida from um from Brave, right, even though that's not a Disney character. Yeah,
1: but they wouldn't like they have they just have like distribution over Ghibli. The, or they did in the U.S., right? They don't have, like, a thing with Pixar. like That's they true. Did. They don't
0: necessarily... Not necessarily able to use the character in anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's... I don't know. The G-Kids, I don't know if they did a good job. We we both watched this movie subbed, I should say. Uh,
1: I wanted to watch the trailer for the dub before we started, but I forgot.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz does the voice of uh, of Hime. And, I keep forgetting uh, who that is. She's... uh the um little girl from Kick Bleep, the movie. Since we're not cursing, oh, oh,
1: that girl. Oh. Yeah,
0: um she's wonderful. I, I really love her, and so I love to see the dub at some point. And like um,
1: Darren Chris is in it.
0: Apparently, Darren. I don't know how good he would be, but it's not like there's.
1: That's why I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested in that.
0: Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Chloe is the main the main draw though, and okay. uh it's I don't know. I don't know how good the dub is. I you should see this movie in Japanese, like most I it's it's kind of hypocritical I say mostly you should watch movies dubbed except for I always watch subbed and um I give a lot of exceptions this movie like I don't know this is just such a Japanese movie right what
1: is it just Japanese feels so more it feels, it feels
0: so <laughs> authentic watching it like with uh Japanese voices
1: you're such a hipster Dylan like
0: how are you gonna get the intricacies of um of like what various people call uh call her right i don't know maybe they do they. Did she called little little bamboo in english but is that what they I'm, call her i
1: well, haven't seen a dub Dawn. i don't know
0: anyway I you
1: had me watch it so.
0: slice of the I, life I, movies i'm much more likely to say i
1: like. like watching dubs better because i'm a busy person who has a lot of things to do and sometimes i can't look at the screen the whole well, time you should not saying.
0: you should not not look at the screen during this movie because it's.
1: Gorgeous. i do what i want
0: <laughs> okay uh so the question with this main character of uh kaguya slash hime slash princess slash is that takanako slash little bamboo is that um is she like a real person or is she merely the main character of a fairy tale because i say this because fairy tales are not don't have a lot of storytelling depth and i think a lot of times their main characters are just symbols rather than real things
1: are you asking this in like the in like historical sense like was she a real person no
0: uh, no that's not what i mean i mean like is do you think she's the movie makes her a developed character
1: oh that's what you mean
0: yeah
1: oh right? uh, i think so
0: yeah i think mostly i don't think she's like the most developed character ever
1: yeah well like, i don't think there's
0: hmm. like I in think this
1: in this movie she's probably the most developed
0: of all yeah but no there's none of the characters are great
1: well it's a, it's a fair tale
0: yeah it's not this isn't a film where the characters need to be um, incredibly developed. Um, I think she has to stay mysterious like throughout the film because of the twist ending, right? Ooh. Like, uh, like oh, she's a moon person, right? So she has to, like, we, we have to not know about her that much. She's an alien. I, she's a moon person or the moon people are a meeple. That's meeple. That's my big joke for this one.
1: Okay. They're the meeple. It. Okay, it's a Steven Universe joke. I I, I okay. Dylan, <laughs> I watched that show too. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, I don't think it was that funny. I, I think it was funny.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. So what do you do? You think this movie transcends its um fairy tale origins?
1: I just got an email. Um,
0: that's not an answer to that question.
1: Well, sorry, it just popped up. <laughs> uh, um, does it transcend its fairy tale origins? I think. Um. It, I think it tries to, given how long it is. Yeah. I mean, like, if it was just, like, straight-up fairy tale, like, no holes barred, it would be, like, maybe an hour. Not two. I don't know. Yeah. I think it stops and smells the roses, and it tries to, like, you know, make it sort of as real as a fairy tale as it can be. Yeah, I think
0: I think mostly it's just the folk tale or fairy tale. Like mostly it's the same. But um I think it does achieve depth towards the end with a few things. Uh, yeah, I,
1: th- I thought it was pretty depthful throughout.
0: I mean I don't know. I don't know if it the beginning or middle. Like I the thought.
1: extended scenes with like all the suitors.
0: Like- yeah, I mean all the suitor stuff is definitely in the the fairy tale. Uh Okay, so let's discuss the main differences. So I read the summary of the 10th century folktale on Wikipedia. So obviously, yeah. I'm an expert now. And yeah. let's discuss the the differences between this folktale and that. So I'd say that plot wise, um, so plot wise in the folktale, she doesn't. Her father doesn't um, build like a like a mansion. I think is what the subs called it. And uh, she doesn't like move to the capital to live there. She stays. In her rustic home, and the suitors come to her there.
1: Oh, I wish that's what would happen. That's what happened.
0: Um, also, in the folktale, her parents give her the name Kaguya because um, it means shining light, and the the stock that she oh. came out of was shining. Get it? Yeah.
1: It's, it's also the moon.
0: Yes, but in the movie, <laughs> they changed that uh, the name "shining light" to reflect her beauty given to her by the. The whatever the old guy, right?
1: That's that guy.
0: Yeah. Also, basically, I think the other main difference is that the folktale has a more emphasis on the emperor at the end. There's an entire epilogue with the emperor, oh. and like he's less. Um, hmm. Should we go there? I'd... He's less. He's less antagonistic. I think in the folktale, it seems to me.
1: Yeah. it wasn't. Well, he was antagonistic in the. Uh... Okay, I'm
0: gonna. Okay, war Okay, warning now because I think it's inevitable. Um, trigger warnings for um, rape and sexual abuse. Uh, I think the the uh, emperor is very rapey in the in the movie. Hmm. There's I this, can see that. Like the one big scene is um, when he comes to uh, he comes to her at the end and he like grabs her from behind, right? And she's like, oh, well, nope." And this is like right. the biggest. This is like in terms of plot movement, this is where everything happens in the film. Um, Cause like, this is like, this, this makes her like reject earth. And you could see, I think you could see this movie as like a parallel to how, um, how rape ruins people's humanity because um, she's specifically goes to earth because she wants the feelings and emotions of, of like life as a human and she even and she's slowly trying she slowly tried to pair it off try to be tried to force to be paired off with these um suitors um and she does she says explicitly i think i will belong to no one um she makes it several times uh and then her she's physically forced by the emperor at some point even if she's just grabbed and like this causes her to cry out to the moon to come to come save her because and like i see this as like a rejection of the humanity that she so wanted like i don't know if i'm okay let me try and make say more clear, like okay so she wants to be human because of all the great things about humanity and then Mm -hmm. this like rape um analog causes her to lose the parts of being human that she loves and and so she like therefore like sends into action what ends up taking her back home to the moon yeah like i think this is like it's pretty interesting um like i want I, you could it's not like this is incredibly explicit but at the same time it's not like i'm having to make a lot of jumps to get to this uh this to rape is terrible parallel right yeah um, I feel, yeah yeah so it's interesting how much uh consent really is such a crucial part of this movie i think that's the biggest change from the fairy tale into here is that um this movie's ends up being in some way super feminist um and the fairy tale is certainly not that i would say although it does have a it's I don't, I don't know if it's like it i don't know if it's like misogynistic but it's um like in typical ghibli fashion uh, it's
1: even in the title yeah changed it changes they from, changed the title
0: from by being about the bamboo cutter to being about her right yeah so in typical ghibli fashion it's made the source material is made more feminist i would say Good. Um, yes, definitely good. But and the other thing, it's also in typical dribbly fashion, is that uh Takahata adds this theme, as is typical of Takahata, of yearning for simpler, more country lifestyle. Yeah. Because in the in the folk tale, she always stays in the country and it's never like there's no element of, Oh, I want to go back there, right? I wanna live my life with um this guy who we'll talk about in a minute and um but Takata adds this element because he seems to be obsessed with city is bad, country is good.
1: Yep. That, is, yeah. Yeah. He is.
0: This is something we discussed extensively and only yesterday. Is,
1: is that in um, Pompoco?
0: Uh Yes. Well, the, the, I mean, that entire movie is. I about, mean, it's about
1: that giant, entire
0: movie is about tanookies um, and their no, magical it, no, it's powers. No, What's the what's that word? Uh, it's for oh
1: like, um, expansion.
0: It's for the city expanding into like the suburbs of the countryside. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. There's yeah. that word for that. Yeah, that's the entire theme of that movie. It's like every one of his movies is about this. Wow. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Takahata.
0: I think that's also what he thinks. We discussed this in the only yesterday discussion. I think that's also what he thinks Grave of the Fireflies is about, which is absurd. But like that seems to be where his priorities lie. Yeah. And I don't think that's... A, I think that's like a morally neutral statement. Like, it's. he thinks this is like this important thing and this is very positive. And I think if you look at it from an objective morals perspective, it's not good or bad. It's just a thing. Like it's fine that he includes that as a theme. I don't yeah. think it's bad, but I also don't think it's good. That being said, this consent theme that he adds here and this feminist viewpoint is very positive. I don't know. I get I got an impression from her. Like once this movie gets well into all the entire suitors thing, it's all about how she doesn't want to belong to a man.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Who does really?
0: I mean, yeah, but this also from this is also takes place in um whatever Japan, right?
1: who does really
0: okay that's (laughs) good good discussion here i understand this but
1: you know i'm not good at discussing
0: okay well okay let me bring okay so let's talk about when this takes place right um i'm not sure when it takes place but it takes place in pre uh modernization japan basically
1: pre-western
0: influenced japan
1: there's names for that let's see
0: Basically, the two period, and this this is a huge simplification of Japanese history, but there's before European powers came to Japan and after European powers came to Japan. So that's. Yeah. Um, I I learned this in world history. Uh, there's like like the Dutch come to Japan first. I don't remember. It's something like that, and then they just open the floodgates from there. You know,
1: the Japanese painting article on Wikipedia has a very nice timeline of their uh,
0: histories. That's good.
1: So it could be in the Nara period.
0: I, it's. The tale takes the, the folk tale takes place in the te- in the 10th century. At least that's when it was written.
1: The Heian period, probably.
0: Either way, it's pre-modernized Japan. Basically, what I'm saying here is that uh, the main point here is that w- noble whim- women are treated terribly in this period, and yeah. this is like very. O- this movie makes this very obvious. Uh, in the in the re- this representation of this is the character Lady Sagami, uh, whose tells. Uh, kaki at one point to like never stand up to move around on your knees to do women things. don't laugh women don't laugh women don't uh like what cry or th- yeah that, it, movie is very in this in this regard it's being explicitly feminist and like pointing out the absurdity of these things but at the same time like if you watch it from not a feminist perspective are these things absurd like or is this just like oh this is how japan was back then mm. the other thing is that um is this chinese or japanese the foot binding
1: Footbinding is Chinese.
0: Okay. But this is the type of thing. I think this is, like, a good example of that, which is, um... Because this is, oh, 10th or 11th century Imperial China, which is, uh... Women, noble women there had their feet mutilated to become, like, squares in order so they could fit into incredibly small shoes, and then, therefore, they couldn't walk the rest of their lives. There's
1: actually this really interesting photography project that tracked down, like, the last surviving women who had that done. Very interesting, I think. Yeah, because it carried
0: into, like, a modern... Yeah. yeah, it
1: did.
0: Yeah, yeah so that's what was going on in China at this time. You can imagine similar things in Japan. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's also, if there's anything like that. But the movie also just makes it explicit with the women don't show emotions. She shaved off her eyebrows and put, that paints them on. Um, yeah. She, like, but not shaves off, plucks them out one yeah. by one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually oh, what happened.
1: It's even worse.
0: Yeah. I think what's really interesting about uh, how the movie portrays this is that Lady Sagami is not necessarily seen as antagonistic. I didn't get that impression. I didn't think she yeah, was like she was a just... bad guy. I think it was just like what that I think, I feel like the time period came off as the bad guy here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I she didn't that's...
0: see, she seemed kind of nice, but, uh, and it seemed, it seemed like she really did care about her.
1: You know, it's a man's world, Dylan.
0: <laughs> yes. This is the, this is the entire point this time period. Yes. Uh, and I would say that, uh, this is like a condemnation of how um upper class women are treated in um pre modern Japan. Maybe you're still treated, I'm not sure, but
1: we should ask Allie.
0: Ali would just default say that yes. Yes, this is yeah. <laughs> Japan obviously still has a lot of sexism problems, but I'm not sure if they're doing they're saying women should not. Uh, and
1: like blacken their teeth. You, I mean, we can talk. Look, like, if you
0: want to, we can get into how this relates to the current portrayal of like this, the the ideal Japanese woman, the ideal Japanese housewife, um, which is.
1: I don't think that I'm qualified to make that. Argument. I'm
0: not either, but I have seen it. As an, this is a frequent topic of animes, um, so I've seen a little bit on it. It's relate You can tie. You can tie this um, the representation here into this current one, although it's not as bad, but it's still very sexist. Uh, what it's so like that this movie is a lot actually is a lot of stuff going on now that we talk about it
1: i mean it's two hours long
0: yeah i mean this was like the middle part right or the beginning middle part with her growing up and becoming a princess oh
1: that reminds me yes why does she just like stop suddenly growing rapidly? yes okay so let's talk
0: about the beginning of the movie so she has these rapid periods of growth all at once then they just stop when she gets well they don't up. stop she does age a little bit when she becomes a princess.
1: it just it just stops being rapid. like why why does that Yeah, happen? actually
0: she ages normally Yeah, she's like uh when do you think she stops aging like once she gets her period yeah okay so we want to talk about how puberty destroys um wow <laughs> destroys all these in these these fairy tale like innocent features of youth
1: well it does
0: <laughs> isn't this a literal representation of that yes okay so maybe that's what they're going for.
1: And like assault oh dog. That's like how your parents nowadays, whenever like you first get your period, they're like, oh my God, I'll call out your aunts and stuff and like, tell them you're a woman now. Like, okay,
0: let's hop- discuss that element. So she she begins puberty, gets her period, and then the father's like, yes, now it's time to invite 100 men here and show you off and have you sleep in the side room for like three days and not do anything. Yeah. And as soon as possible, we must get you married and then immediately bed you. <laughs> that's what the movie it's a, he says that at one point what is it called i know that's uh the
1: bedchambers the bedchamber
0: like prepare the bed chambers. like oh it's it's subtle but like the, the it's it, i don't know if it's subtle but it, it's i think the movie portrays it as subtle depending on your how pet feminist one of view you have it you may not see it as subtle but like the treatment towards her once she becomes a princess is so bad in so many ways and that's just that's just so disgusting an element of it yeah like she's probably like 12 or 13 around then and oh my gosh yeah. Uh, but in reality, she's like a year
1: old. It, oh, it's, it's been a it's, year it's
0: since not, she hatched. Is, is that true?
1: It's, it's not, she's not that, like,
0: that... I don't know if that's true or not. Well, we could see the passage of time through the character... Uh, uh, sut, uh, that guy. Ste Stemaru. I think Darren how they, Chris, how they pronounce it. He's not. We didn't watch the Dove though.
1: Well, I'm going to refer to him as Darren <laughs> Chris because that's all I think about. We
0: didn't. We didn't hear him.
1: I just keep thinking about him because I. So at the it
0: beginning of like, the movie, he's like, um, how old? He, like saves her from a. Yeah. Old how old book. do you think he is at the beginning of the movie?
1: Like twelve.
0: I I was thinking he's like, 15, he's like an older kid, like twelve to fifteen, something like that. and yeah. then He's married with children at the end, so yeah. obviously time has passed.
1: Yeah, but like
0: maybe ten years.
1: Yeah but still so there
0: was aging at some point there's there's a lot of time there. at some point the movie says three years later yeah okay yeah
1: she didn't look like she aged at all
0: <laughs> let's talk about she i think she looked 16-ish like a young very like a japanese young 16 like that's what i thought um let's let's talk about oh, the...
1: oh i know what this reminds me of what um there's this visual novel by uh christine love it's called the uh, analog hate story mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's similar Sort
0: of. Why is it similar?
1: We can talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it was it was that same thing I was talking about how this is like the narrative of like a girl being forced into royalty and stuff. They have similar themes. Okay, cool. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah, Christine loves games are great. I need to catch right. up on them. Yep. Um, let's talk about the character of uh, Stemaru. Right. It's 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 spelled Sutemaru, but I think they I, I'm trying to remember. How do, do you remember how they pronounce it? Stemaru. Yes. Shoei says, I... um, Stamaru ni. Nee. Uh, uh, so in the beginning, okay, this is weird. I don't know how you're gonna react to this, but in the beginning of the movie, I thought this character was female, like, for a while.
1: The Darren Chris? Yes.
0: Like, for a long time.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what I hoped and dreamed, but...
0: Was I, was it me, or was it not clear what the, what gendering this character had?
1: No, I, I felt like it was a dude.
0: I think it's obviously a dude, but, like, cause...
1: And uh, like when he when the, the is voice
0: like, is not very male. That's the thing. I
1: don't know.
0: The Japanese voice. I assume maybe then, that's
1: just me being.
0: I assume like, Darren Chris like, makes it more. Masculine. I kind of want
1: to hear Darren Chris.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I thought this. So this is me like rejecting reality because th- she calls her Stamato-Ni, and Ni is older brother. So I should know this, but it's also it could be Nan. I wasn't sure what I was hearing, which would be older sister. Uh, so. But yeah, so anyway, that's, I don't know how the, that's, this is the type of thing I'm not sure how the English dub would handle, right? Because she calls her, it's weird because she calls him older brother, kind of. And unless I'm totally off on this, but, but, uh, and then they kind of have this romance sequence at the end. Yeah. So it's interesting.
1: It was all a dream. Okay, there's
0: two times this movie has things that might be dreams, but might not be. Uh, the, The sequence at the end with Stamaru... And then the running the sequence where she runs away from the mansion,
1: yeah,
0: which I thought was one of the most distinctive, animated sequences of the entire film. Yeah,
1: I thought that was maybe one of the best.
0: Did you did you like how that was animated? It got like I really did. simple animation. It got
1: really simple. It got really fast. It was really,
0: it was really cool. Like, yeah, it I was surprised it did that. Uh, I, yeah, I really that's see, that was one of the most. That's one of the most. Uh, uh, dis- distinctive scenes. distinctive sequences to me In this film um, Do you think that was ultimately a dream? Was the movie clear on that?
1: <sighs> I don't think it was
0: I think it was ambiguous um, I don't know what it was going for I, don't I, think, I also don't think it matters that much But I
1: think with that That happening and then um, The Darren Chris, in the field at the end I don't know I, I feel Hard pressed to call it a dream If it happened to both of them like some similar things. Yeah, I think Stamaru
0: um, at the end is, to me, clearly not a dream.
1: I think it's just the moon playing, just like, hey. On the moon.
0: Just like, hey. So let's talk about the scene at the end. Um, Stamaru and, uh, so, Kaguya slash Hime escapes to um, the countryside again, and she reunites with Stamaru, who earlier she saw stealing from things when she was riding through the city. When he was
1: young. Younger,
0: younger, yeah, and yes. they reunite, and Skimara's like, "We should run off together."
1: Yeah, but then he has like a wife and kid, and that's kind of he's. So a wife, nice. We don't
0: know he's a wife and kid until after the sequence is over. It's,
1: it's it's still not cool, bro.
0: Well, we don't know it until after. You
1: don't don't abandon your.
0: But during this, I was like super into it. Like this was like really enchanting. The sequence
1: his he had a wife and kid, Dylan. We didn't
0: know that when it was happening.
1: Are you sure cuz I feel like I knew that. No, we didn't. Oh, probably cuz I read the Wikipedia article.
0: Oh my before. goodness. Um uh, unless he said it when they reunited, we there's no way for us to know that. Oh, uh... it's possible I'm wrong, but so yeah, this is this scene reminds me a lot of um the spoilers climactic scene from um from Spirited Away. No. With uh I don't know characters' names. I will we will re watch and podcast I don't inspired. Know, it away in a little bit. Guy Dragon Guy and Main, girl main girl. Character Girl. Uh they kind of fly together around and like they defy gravity and stuff and uh it's it's um extremely uh I don't know, enchanting, what's a another word for it? Vivid, um exciting and it's one of the most memorable sequences of that film.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
0: And they play the best part of the soundtrack in Spirited Away during that. Um but Yawn. this I think is similar. It's also really um, interesting and this one they're both kind of ambiguously romantic with big brother characters for the main character female also ugh. it's kind of the same thing
1: i hate it <laughs> stop stop doing that
0: stop doing what
1: just like referring to your romantic interests as well. i don't think they're the obviously
0: gap. romantic interests though i think you could argue both movies are not portraying these these things as romances
1: God, it's like this trend that's happening right now it's just ugh. Don't
0: even. I mean, neither are there. Well, he's a, he's a <laughs> he's something else in that inspired way. But uh, in this movie, they are obviously not related. Well,
1: he's
0: better. a Chad Don't spoil. I but know yeah. what he is. <laughs> he's, this is really. I'm weird. not dumb. And the end of that movie is quite odd. But uh, here, I don't know. I was in. I don't necessarily care about them as the romance. But like in terms of what this meant to uh, to Kagia, I really liked it. This is mm-hmm. like back. So it's like this is like. Um, Okay. So I talked about how the associations between, uh, um, the Emperor scene and how that like took away the things she loves about humanity with the rape comparison. Yeah. Now we're back here and this is the reinstituting of the things she loves about humanity with, uh, Stamaru. Uh, and she's like, she feels things she sees, like she sees vivid things and she like, this is like, this is the restoration of humanity to her character. That's what the scene is.
1: It's like how in that movie, City of Angels, the Cage asks people what their favorite thing about life was, and this one girl in the beginning, because he's like an angel of death, and she says pajamas, and she's like six, and it's sad, but like, why are your pajamas your favorite thing? Anyway, what's the
0: what's the comparison between what's the overlap of people who've seen this movie and who've seen that movie? I have not seen that movie, but I'd say like almost feel like Sam is the overlap there. I,
1: there, there are people who've seen City of Angels. It's like. Yeah, it's like Meg Ryan. Meg who's
0: Ryan. Seen, also, seen this movie. I don't know. Maybe is,
1: there are people doing that. That's not, not
0: the best comparison to make. It's quite cool, by the way. But yeah, I'm just
1: saying it reminded me of. That.
0: So, in terms of um, thematically, this is the big themes of the movie. This is the restoration of her humanity and her love for humanity, um, and I think that's awesome. It's really well done. It was really. Um, these are the two climactic scenes of the movie: the scene with the emperor visiting her, and this scene um, with Tomorrow. Um, what do you think of the fact that both? The, um the erasing of her humanity and the restoration of her humanity both involve men yeah <laughs> well the the taking away of it is um if you're gonna have rape comparisons then it makes sense and it's good, well used but this one do you think it's ba- do you think it's not as um ideal because um Stamaru really- is really involved in um giving her the positive aspects of uh Of humanity back with, uh, and he's, and it's kind of portrayed in a romantic, uh, and, um, romantic way with, uh, with a male.
1: I don't know. I guess it's cool. I mean, like, like, him and, like, their friends were, like, her source of happiness and stuff when they were kids.
0: So now, now,
1: oh my God. Let's compare
0: it to only yesterday. Um, mild spoilers. At the end, um, she has this, um, at the end of Only Yesterday, another Takahata movie, she, uh, the main character of that movie, um, finds um, a new phase in her life and a new outlook on life and is less uh, disenfranchised with her life. And she finds it through moving back to the countryside. We talked about it before. But also an implied future relationship with the male. Takahata, what are you there. trying to say? It's the same thing, I think.
1: Mm.
0: Now, however, in both instances... Um, this the male is not the main part. The main part yeah. is the what it the means. What it means for the female. Not even the countryside. The countryside is also another factor. But like I think like like primarily it's what it means for the female. It's just a discovery of the female main character in her life. Secondary, it's like also like a re a re um a re embracing of the countryside. And then third, it's the male. But the male is still there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Yeah
0: these movies are the same these two movies they basically takata knows one story
1: but he does it very well
0: he does do it very well but yes these are the same films um it's 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 this tough comparison as like someone who's for whose feminism is so important to like i don't want these uh these so interesting female char- female main characters in these films, to have these uh, climactic, revela- revelatory—that's I don't know if that's a word—moments through males. I don't like that. However, Takata presents it in a way in which the males is just a vehicle and is not really the important part.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's a toughie. I don't it know. is tough.
0: We didn't. I don't think we really came to a definitive conclusion in the only yesterday one, and I don't think we will here either. Like I, I feel like it's like it's bad. Like it's not. It's not bad, but it's just not ideal. Um, and it's 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 un- it's not it's unsurprising considering it's an old Japanese man who's doing it. But at the same time, it's also an old Japanese man who had all these um, consent themes throughout the film, and he specifically added them from the original folktale. I don't know, bro. He also did co-write this with someone, by the way, for the record. Well, I don't um, know who that someone is. I'm not looking. I assume another male. They almost, <sighs> almost, almost assuredly. But uh, considering Studio Ghibli and Japan, but it's. That's tough. Him th- and
1: Rico Sakaguchi. Yeah, Sakaguchi.
0: It's tough to it's tough to uh, to say. I still think the I would still say the cl- the climax of this film is an overall positive, considering that um that it's these great moments for these lead female characters of both films. But you you wonder whether they should be done through such a male vehicle, and is it the result uh, simply just the result of a male perspective Takata, or does he even think that the vehicle is being a man is necessary or is he just trying to have the vehicle be through a possible romance and he really thinks love is what's necessary and it's more of a uh, of a um, shoot of a heteronormative thing than a uh, sexist thing because the love is always going to be through a female finding love with a man now is it more of that or is it more of a sexist thing with it being through a male I
1: don't
0: know. could you, so you see what I mean with the heteronormative thing though yeah. It's like if he wants to be like love can like empower these great moments in our lives and as we have he has female characters then it's going to be a male character who's um who's uh um, approaching the subject, right? Yeah. Approaching the subject. Yeah, I mean it's also only two instances that we're talking about here. So it's not like it's like wow, so heteronormative. He did it 10 out of 10 times with male to female to male, but at the same time it is both of these.
1: Well, we have to work hard to get rid of heteronormativity don't? i mean japan
0: also is incredibly heteronormative so like even more than us so it's unsurprising
1: maybe the children will learn from these mistakes
0: <laughs> and a, build that... a better future do, uh, do you, you do see that do you uh, do you agree with me though that basically like the, the climax of this film with um the takamaru character is overall a positive yeah yeah and it's really cool um it's even really if it's nice. th- even if it's maybe from a male perspective
1: it was nice i mean like I don't know. Sometimes you just can't let a story spoil you because it's all like straight and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> like, it's true. that was a really
1: dumb thing to say. I
0: mean, no, like we this is uh, me and Mel got into this extensively at the end of the Ratatouille podcast, like how you deal with the fact that something might be um, not progressive like you'd like it, but is still meaningful.
1: Yeah, like sometimes you just can't let that drag you down. Sometimes, like some, I mean, it sucks, but
0: which is yeah. basically what Mel says. It's, Um,
1: it's, it's, well, me and Mel are the same person.
0: (laughs) Apparently, you have the same voice, but.
1: No, we don't. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's his art, and I don't know. Will you let this, like, make you not appreciate his art as much?
0: I don't know. This is different from Ratatouille, because this is a female character, um, and this is. Ratatouille is, like, super male, and this movie is. Ratatouille
1: is also about a rat.
0: This movie, a male-gendered rat. Um, But this movie is very is very female and very feminist in a lot of ways so this is not the same thing ratatouille has like note that how male it is and note um uh, how non-progressive it is and at the same time you could still find meaning in the end because the end of that movie is incredible this movie i would say like it's incredible also note the previous feminist things it did just because there's it needs to be a man at the end as a vehicle for this um, revelation for her. doesn't mean that it takes away the earlier feminist things, but also still note the fact that the male was the male present necessary presence at the end. Note that and enjoy it basically. I don't know. And now we're just rehashing on previous things though. So sure. we won't, we won't talk about that too
1: let's, much. Let's more. move on.
0: Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just, this is deeper than I thought I'd go for this movie. This movie is deep and it's, um, interesting comparing it to only yesterday and it's really, then the, um, general, uh, consent themes on it i found to be way more interesting stuff getting into than i thought that uh this movie would have yeah it's way way more than you would think from just a fairy tale general type movie um,
1: then, yeah. how has got tricks up his sleeve
0: and yeah and like i said he did specifically add it in okay um all of these all of these seem insignificant now uh we talked about <laughs> most of them what do you I'll talk about the breastfeeding in the beginning and then there's another one at the end too
1: I thought that was cool. There was yeah. another one at the end.
0: Uh, briefly. I didn't, I didn't notice. Maybe it was maybe it was his, maybe it was, uh, his wife.
1: I don't. I'm nervous.
0: It was like um, there's like clear nipple on the screen in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I thought that was really cool that they uh, did that.
0: Yeah. I. Yeah. And like this is uh, maybe Japan doesn't have a stigma uh, uh, against that like we do. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I'm
0: not sure. Either. Let's ask Ali. I don't know what Ali knows. Let's ask sure. the
1: internet. Yeah. Perhaps. Ask the internet. Um. I'm not going to do that right now because I'm talking. I feel like uh, this is
0: something that uh, in Japan might be um, like taboo. Might or not, just, might not be taboo. Like, it might, like this scene to me, that scene in the beginning was extremely distinctive because it's like, wow, this is there's breastfeeding on screen clearly. Yeah, like, which made like, me
1: think like, if it Disney just, took hold of this, is this yeah. nope.
0: Yeah, and Nope.
1: So I, I I don't know about the we don't know if the, the dub has it. it yeah, said. yeah, so, have to stay tuned. It's possibly edited later.
0: Possibly edited that out of the dub. I'm not sure, but uh, it. Like I don't know if this scene has much meaning on its own, other than it's good that they're not repressing these type of things, but it was just it's very distinctive as an American viewer of that.
1: Uh, it just has to do with like the fetalization of breasts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Russian culture, like blah blah blah. Blah, blah blah blah. blah yeah. I mean, it's just like children have to be fed. You know? Yes. That's how babies eat. Yeah. I'm sorry that you can't accept that world. Yeah.
0: It's uh Yeah. But um let's like, we covered most things. Let's talk about the end of the movie then. The very end. Oh, God, that,
1: bu- was a, that was a trip.
0: With the meeple. The, the meeple, Okay.
1: Buddha A.K. lives on the moon.
0: So, why do you think that guy is Buddha? Because <laughs> he looks like Buddha? Yeah. He kind of looks like Buddha. He's not Buddha, ki- He
1: clearly looks like Buddha.
0: I mean, this film says Buddha in it. it With
1: the,
0: he looks like the Buddha, dude. He looks like the Buddha, dude. Um. So this is <sighs> part of the original fable. Um the fact that she's a moon girl. Which
1: I wouldn't be surprised in because Japan back then was all about Buddhism. Um tenth kind of
0: so. um, century Japan, all about Buddhism. Probably. I assume so, I don't know.
1: That's what the Japanese painting Wikipedia articles the
0: Thank okay, then I will trust that. <laughs> um, uh It's interesting that uh I don't know. What do you do? You, did you find what did you find? What meaning did you find behind? What did you like the ending when the they come down, take her, they put the thing on her, should we guess, or did you um, did you find meaning in it? Did you like it?
1: Well, I think my like the meaning I found it in it. I felt like that was like an overall like thing for this movie and this fairy tale is that I feel like it was written by somebody who lost a child because that's like the clear parallel I got from it. I mean, uh, there's that thing where like, or at least people say that uh, kids are supposed to bury their parents and not bury their and parents aren't supposed to bury their children, and that's sort of what I was thinking about with this. And they had to like let her go and essentially let her die. And yeah, it was sad. I don't know. I feel maybe this movie was a big allegory for the death of a child. It's oh, yeah, kind it's sad.
0: interesting. I definitely didn't get that, but I could see it.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't mean, know. I, I thought this very this whole sequence was very interesting.
0: It's like I kind I
1: want I want to read up more on uh, Buddhism and Buddhist culture to see if there's like any parallels with that.
0: As far as I um, as far as I know, there I didn't see anything in this scene. It's not that I'm some Buddhist expert, but I did take a Tibetan Buddhism class. Um, and yeah, you are
1: the expert. Dylan. I'm not. Obviously. I took a
0: one class. Obviously, I'm not an expert. But I uh, I didn't I didn't recognize I didn't make any comparisons between the ending and and buddhism unless she's like reaching enlightenment i didn't think that that was the case though i Mm -hmm. didn't get the impression that this is her reaching enlightenment um but that's also
1: why is she from the moon that's kind of weird
0: okay yeah Yeah, no that's the thing the ending of this this ending sequence is so distinctive from the rest of the film do you think like i know it's part of the original fable but um this the the movie version the takata presents is very different because it has this giant Um, consent thing around it do you think that this and consent thing and like value of humanity do you think that this ending works with that
1: no do
0: you think it's too different and too uh too unusual yeah
1: i think this is sort of where the movie dragged for me like it was like oh this movie is about consent and stuff and i don't know i thought it would have been cool if uh, i'm not gonna played their revisionist history person. yeah
0: well to me the um, the climax of this film was with uh this had a really really strong climax with uh her and the emperor and then do du- a dual climax her and the emperor and then her and uh takamaru at the end and i got all this meaning from it re- regarding her faith in humanity and stuff like that and then um this i think the ending does wrap that up like it makes clear like who like she's this person like it like the ending brings meaning to those previously two climax scenes because of um the she wants to come to Earth to have uh, to find all these positive things about humanity, and she lists them when she's hugging her mom at the end before she wants to she's taken away. Um, so I think it works thematically. I think it's too long of a falling action, basically narratively, is my criticism of this. Like the the moon people coming, it's like visually super interesting, so I can understand why they wanted to not have it only be five minutes, the so why they expanded it to like twenty minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, the falling action should not have been that long. Basically is what I'm saying.
1: Have you ever seen the short film it's called Trip to the Moon? I have not. It's it's from like the early nineteen hundreds. Um it's about a Trip to the Moon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder if this is what they'll find there if they ever go.
0: They'll find the Again. Meeple.
1: Yeah, well the Meeple were in there too, but they're completely different Meeple. Does the Moon have like continents like we do?
0: Hmm. Um, I don't I think to, in order to have continents you need water.
1: Oh who says that the moon doesn't have water going
0: uh did they find water no they found water on mars i don't think we found water on the moon. i'm not sure though uh, i'm no space guy but
1: the moon can be anything you want it to be and in this case in, the moon fi- in, has in water. fiction
0: yes that's it, true
1: very interesting
0: um uh, what do you do you agree with me that so basically what i'm trying to argue is that the ending of this film there's two important parts it's her explaining to her parents that she's from the room and she came to earth in order to find these positive aspects of humanity and then at the end her saying to her mother that uh she didn't want to be she doesn't want to leave she wants to stay for humanity and stuff like that i believe these are um, very crucial to the themes that i've outlined in this podcast that this movie has yes um, they're crucial resolutions i also believe these themes are all takata and it's not from the original fable that's what's so interesting. Every meaningful part of this movie, I think, is added by Takata or his writing and his writing partner and is not mm-hmm. from the original. Like like except for maybe the thing you said about the fable being like the loss of a child, like that would be from the original. And I think it I think it's uh, I think it's if, if that was a theme of the original, I think it's uh, meaningful that uh, not meaningful, but it's like it's telling that it's not something that sticks out at you. Uh, at the end of this. um, Mm -hmm. Because it's not something that I think Takata is pushing.
1: You know what this reminds me of? What? Steven Universe.
0: Why does it remind you? Because there's aliens? Yes. (laughs) Really? And
1: also, it's like, like (laughs) she decided to come to the moon to experience human life, and boom, she's a baby, and so she's like Steven.
0: Yeah, no, honestly, there's a lot of parallels between the gems embracing that positive aspect of humanity, and wow. uh, and kaguya also doing that
1: so space is the answer to humanity
0: well basically. if like if you, it's a good way to tell the story if you're gonna have um if you're gonna have a foreign thing trying to understand why humans are so special have um, them
1: born as a baby you
0: need to just have it uh, as like a, a baby from space right
1: <laughs> that's why we have superman
0: no also that's also that's superman yeah but i don't think that wow. I, don't, I mean i'm i, don't, I haven't do not read the comics of superman wow. but i don't know if that's a, if they have any of these type of themes I guess I'm surprised I was able to clearly enumerate the themes of this film as much as I was in this. Oh my god, we've been talking for like an hour. Wow, so, 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 so bad. Um, <laughs> I did think that the art style of the Meeple was really interesting, especially compared to this, the uh, classical style. I mean, they're also drawn in the classical style, but it's just very striking compared when the, this entire movie is like animated in a classical style.
1: I guess... I didn't really know. They're like they're
0: obviously weird. Like <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say.
1: I mean, they're all white.
0: Are they all they're white? All
1: moon, they're all moon colored. Yes. Okay.
0: Is the moon white though?
1: The moon is like a, I don't know, the moon's kind of creamy, you know?
0: The moon's probably like dark gray, like in actuality, but
1: yeah, but yeah, they're all white and like fluffy and, cla- oh, and their. They have like clothes and stuff.
0: Now that I'm thinking about it more, this is just Steven Universe and this film are the same. like for the reasons yeah it's like a a baby that comes there from a space alien learning about humanity and it's it's commenting on humanity and blah 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 yeah there you go
1: yeah no they're basically
0: and steven universe has been really pushing the consent thing too and this movie is all about that
1: are they trying to say that the moon is heaven
0: um that's I interesting that's they do interesting. say he says um the dad says that she he, she comes from heaven before in the beginning of the film before they know that she comes from the moon i don't know if that's no thing, she's but...
1: just a simple she's just a simple moon person uh
0: quickly what do you think of the dad character
1: he is japanese jim cummings
0: uh what do you do you think he's a a villain a hero or something in between
1: i think he means well but he is he's a dad
0: He's dead. I think this movie comes like very close to like portraying him as a villain towards the end. I like, think it's it's clear the entire time that he means well, but like he means
1: well, but then he's like into the stuff for his personal game as well. He's in for the I mean? ga-
0: personal game, but it also his actions are just so bad. Like he takes such bad actions. Um, he just tries to marry her off at every possible opportunity against her he, wishes. He never I, understands that she wants freedom. He, I don't know. He's he,
1: trying to do like the the like custom things that he thinks this is something we
0: should have talked about before during the discussion for uh, whether there's a male presence uh in the climax of her finding stuff about humanity um here's here this dad figure a really a really big condemnation of uh of maleness um with regards to uh female lives like he's clear i think this movie clearly portrays him negative he does like he doesn't understand what she's talking about like this is a big condemnation of the role of uh males over female lives Especially in this, like, in this period and maybe now. Ugh, dad. Yeah, base, notes. So that's what it's saying. But it's like, ugh, dad, and it's like, wow. It's ugh, dad so much that uh, it's really, has a really negative impact. Um yes. Like, if he wasn't, if he wasn't, uh, if he didn't do anything he did, she never would have had the scene, which is basically, um, which is the rape allegory. Um, that's all his fault. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess we could. Like, we could talk about whether that scene was like supposed to be rape or whether it was just supposed, to, or whether it was just like something akin to something involving consent, akin to it.
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't want to get into it, but uh, that's like debatable.
1: Discussion for the forums that we don't have.
0: <laughs> yeah, for the future forums. Okay. Um, anything? Are there any other specifics from the film you wanted to discuss?
1: I like the 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 handmaiden that she had.
0: Oh the, uh, the one who like collects the letters from the suitor crowd outside. Yeah. Um, and then at the at one point, like when they're preparing for battle against the moon thing, she has like a giant spear. Yeah, that I was like my that. that was my biggest laugh of the movie. Was seeing her with the. Giant I
1: kind of wish that like she and little bamboo got together,
0: but no. Little bamboo. Yeah, we keep calling her different things. Yeah. Well, I mean, she wasn't a real character, but yeah.
1: She didn't have a name. She didn't have for... a name. Her
0: face is very. She's a very like. Tip, like, uh, like a like a type of uh, a default countenance that um that uh is often per- prescribed to Japanese people.
1: Are we talking about the handmaiden or the little bamboo?
0: The hand the handmaiden. Her, well, like, so the her mom. default face is like typical Japanese, like well, stereotypical so mom,
1: yeah. Japanese.
0: I don't know about the mom as much, but her she's like like the kind of smile on I don't know how to describe it. Um She was cute though, I liked her. The the handmaiden? Yeah, yeah. I think she ended up being like a, good, a really good side character. Uh, and the mom character, I think she was... Um, she didn't have that much depth to her, but she was very pro... Uh, very pro-Bamboo girl, as, as opposed to... <laughs> we keep calling... Yeah, this is the same person we're referring to, but... Uh, Low-Bamboo. Very pro-Kaguya, as opposed to the father.
1: Also, they kept, like, doing things with looms, but they didn't really seem to have... What, what were they doing? I don't know. It seemed like they were trying to weave something. <laughs>
0: We never saw what those
1: are. Those are like clearly looms, but I'm not sure what they're exactly doing. Somebody has to explain that to me.
0: You know what I love? I love the scene when um her and mom were in the garden and they like put their face sideways onto the ground to see things from like like a certain angle.
1: Uh, it's all the moon magic.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was moon magic, but uh, yeah, it was. Is I don't know. I just I like that. I like the those very uh, country good scenes. Do you
1: but, think Steven ages rapidly? Because that's what I think.
0: Okay, we'll discuss that tonight.
1: Because <laughs> like, I've, been, I've been thinking that for like yeah, a we while. No, no,
0: no. We don't need to get into that. We're recording this on July 13th for the record. This will come out much later than that. Um, so, any, any other specifics from the film?
1: Um, She was very good at playing that instrument.
0: Yeah, I liked that. Uh,
1: that's moon magic. I like that moon parade that they had going back. I like that she cried. That she turned back. That's like sort of like I
0: don't know. Here's a question that could be a lot of discussion, but we'll answer briefly. Do you think that um, the suitors and everyone else, like, do you think they saw her as actually genuinely, like, one of the most beautiful people they've ever Whoa. seen? Or was it um, them, like, prescribing this um, thing to her? Like, this Did view they even,
1: They didn't even see her.
0: Okay, well, suitors didn't see her. But, like, the emperor was like, wow, you're, like, incredibly beautiful. Ah. Um, uh. Like, everyone around her is, like... So I, I feel like it's more... I feel like the movie wasn't necessarily trying to say that she's genuinely, like, super think beautiful from moon powers or whatever. I think it's just that, like, there's this perception of her. Dylan, this is a very
1: strange. good parallel to what I think... How I think people see this movie. That might, might be wrong or right. What but, do you mean? Um, It's, like, how things get hyped up a lot. And so, like, when you yeah. see it or whatever, mm-hmm. you... Either think it's a huge disappointment, or it's like the best thing ever, because you want to like get on with the hype train, right? At least that's how I feel.
0: Well, how, why is it a parallel to this movie?
1: Sometimes I feel like people might feel that way about things, especially Ghibli movies. Yeah, I
0: could see this for Ghibli movies. I don't know if this movie in particular. I don't know about was, this movie because like I, I, I don't think there is that America. much hype for this movie in in America. Like or, I know it was a, it was nominated for an Academy Award, but it like just sneaked in there.
1: No, at the end. It, it's hyped up as like being. Um, his masterpiece. His swan song definitely since his last. I'm
0: not sure. I've never really seen this is Takahata's masterpiece. but I His mean, swan song. I think it's possible it is. As a 100%
1: but, of Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Like, yeah, but so do a lot of animated films that many critics have not seen. Um, I, I think that the comparison to Ghibli movies, I think you've stated this before. You think they're super hyped and then a lot of times there's a confirmation bias um, with Ghibli films in terms of how incredible they are. Like, once we start getting into Nausicaä, Spirited Away, Lapita, Francis oh, Mononoke like God. these are movies that I'm going to argue are the best films of all time in film history. And I think Sam, you might say that um these are not they're not that good. They're just there's this confirmation bias with them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which is I, like I think is a val- the-
0: I think it's a valid argument.
1: I'd like to play the devil's advocate. Yeah, a lot. but
0: no, I think it's it's a fair point. Like, how do you how do you like um distance your hype from your perception it's very hard uh okay uh overall let's talk this movie overall so i posited the question at the beginning of this review um is this a masterpiece or is this merely very good what do you think the answer to that is
1: i think it's a masterpiece
0: do you think is this one of your favorite ghibli films ever
1: i think it is yeah
0: do you think it's better than only yesterday
1: honestly yes
0: do you think only yesterday was a masterpiece maybe not um where does this rank among your favorite films of all time
1: oh god that's a hard question dylan and i like a lot of movies. but do you think it's up there like top 15 or 10 yeah
0: okay so like the, the top 15 films of all time what do you to 10 maybe what do you love 10. about this you this is that's like super freaking high praise what what's so great about it
1: well the art style number yeah. one yeah Definitely the fact that it didn't drag for me, really, until the end. Um, I don't know, I felt very captivated by it the whole entire time, and I felt sort of like I could relate to it, which I think is a a really big key, and when I look at my favorite things, like, can I relate to them? Um, And if I can, then yeah. I mean, um, I don't know, I think it's just... And I was thinking this when I was watching it, I think it's pretty amazing that uh, Jubilee on the whole... Is like all about the female protagonists. Like, good job, guys. Because like, I don't know. In animation and in movies in general, there aren't too many female centered movies. Um, what else do I like about this?
0: Hmm. I mean, I'm not. It's like I'm not surprised that much that you connected with this a lot because like this is the most distinctive Ghibli art style film ever and yeah. you are very big on that right so that makes yes. sense that this might be a G- Ghibli film. I I'm I'm surprised I I guess I'm surprised you like it as much as you do um because narratively I'm not sure like what you would like you said you relate to it which is interesting um I mean I don't know I feel like all the thematic conclusions that I arrived at you weren't necess- didn't necessarily mean that much to you do you, did they like do you think thematically um is that anything involving this movie that matters to you?
1: I don't know. I still like my loss of a child thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's one too, yeah. You did seem to enjoy that one, yeah.
1: I I, well, I, I enjoyed it, wow.
0: Nah. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Enjoy the thematic element and the role it plays in the film.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say why things are your favorite, you know? Yeah. Like, take, for example, my favorite movie of all time eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah i don't know why oh the direction is definitely like the filmmaking techniques yes um i don't it's hard dylan mm-hmm. stop asking me what my favorite things are
0: okay i mean i'm just it's cool that this was one of your favorites stop you making today. things
1: into lists
0: that's that's cool um uh i think i'm per i mean i'm personally gonna i can't be as high as you on this because you, you're basically as high as on it as possible but um i think this is much closer to masterpiece than very good it might even be a masterpiece um it's i i like this movie more after this podcast i will say that i didn't necessarily like a lot of times i'll say this podcasting really helps me to explicitly state thing explicitly state the themes that i'm putting together in my head but i not haven't necessarily gotten there like i didn't like i actually got there on a lot of these themes while discussing them which happens a lot um and now that i know that these things are here um it's a lot it's more meaningful film for me it was already very good the art style is incredible um it's just interesting on its own but when you add in these the these um good bad elements of humanity and the consent themes uh, it really comes together into a, an all-time classic i would say uh um, it's it's i don't know like i think this and only yesterday are better than grave of the fireflies for me but um it's
1: been a while since i've seen them it has so, to uh, i will I need to, to reevaluate I to get back to you on that yeah. one yeah um i think the one thing about that movie is that like it makes people cry so that's why people like it so
0: people people i think people have a bias towards things that people sob cry. yeah i think people do a bias in terms of critical quality towards those things but uh uh i don't know if this is better than only yesterday i really like only yesterday it's hard to have a movie that's better than only yesterday
1: and that's like your slice of life heaven
0: yeah that movie is slice of life heaven this one is a lot of slice of life heaven too but not as much it's all i've got the mystical stuff at the end and uh um where does this rank so i have this ghibli movies list (sighs) This is—I mean—it's either in the incredible or the elite tier. I don't think it's—I don't know if it gets up to the elite tier. I feel like I'm going to push a lot of the Miyazaki movies. um, uh, I'm going to think of them as not as good as I remember, but I'm not sure. Like, yeah,
1: that's another thing that gets to people nostalgia.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Nostalgia
1: and hype. But they're
0: it, it's this, I don't know. It's hard to grade this movie. I have not much. It, this bores me more than Only Yesterday. I'll say that. I'll say that. I was
1: <laughs> bored. Me. I was
0: bored at more points in during this than I am watching Only Yesterday.
1: That's really because I was thinking I was more bored watching Only Yesterday than I was watching this.
0: Yeah. I don't know. To me, I, I mean, I love the main character. I, I, main character of Only Yesterday over main character of this film. In terms of is it
1: or that they sound similar?
0: Uh, it's possible. I'm not sure. Well oh, there's there's two voices. Which which were the two only yesterday voices? The the her as little girl. The younger
1: an adult. only yesterday voice sounded like the older
0: little bamboo. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not sure. There's also like 20 years separating there.
1: Yeah, they're not the same person. I looked it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, over 20 years between these movies. Yeah, yeah. I would say this is. It's, I, I'll need fi- I need five years before I can really grade this similarly to only yesterday and the Miyazaki films because I've had five over five yeah. years ten years to sit on those films. Uh, I just w- watched this one today. I don't know so how it's gonna look
1: for be. the review twenty twenty. <laughs> so we'll
0: do a retrospective in twenty twenty of this film and then we'll get really get into it.
1: C Lab twenty twenty. All I
0: know is that it's incredible and a classic. I don't know if it, I don't know in terms of is it a better than other classics or not. I don't know. That's hard. It's really hard to say.
1: I don't know.
0: This is also, I think, more different for me than other Ghibli movies are than most of Ghibli movies. What? (laughs) This movie is more distinctive from other Ghibli movies than any other Ghibli movie is distinctive from any other Ghibli movie.
1: Okay. So it's it's the most distinctive Ghibli movie.
0: Probably, because the art style really sets it apart. I mean, it's like Mononoke in terms of plot elements and this in terms of artistically. I mean, Yamada's is we will Yamadas. we'll discuss Yamadas, but that also i feel is like I, I
1: i kind of want to watch Yamadas. i want to do that with you
0: okay we'll do that at some point that's not my priority but
1: well someday someday 2020 we'll do that
0: well i mean we're gonna do it it was only 20 of these, so we're gonna run out of ghibli movies to do it at some point and then we'll have to do Yamadas. but okay uh yeah so I, that is their conclusion next one i want to do with you by the way is poppy hill Oh, fine. That's going to be interesting. Is this better than Poppy Hill? Poppy Hill is one of my favorite movies ever. I so have to is, rewatch it. Is once. Is this better than Poppy Hill? I, I
1: watched that on a cold December night <laughs> at four in the morning. I really like the painting of the one girl, isn't it?
0: The, the elements of Poppy Hill that I like are, I mean, we'll get into this during this. Papillon to me is the movie i most love the aesthetic of. That's a very you way of describing it. But I like,
1: have to rewatch it. I, I really like the title.
0: That movie's aesthetic. I still I still am part of. Like five years later, I still partake in it by listening to the soundtrack like it constantly. Hasn't been so five years. I think it's been. It's I think th- like I think that was 2011.
1: It's been four. So it's
0: been four years. Yeah, or is it 2010? Um, I don't know. Uh, Okay.
1: I I like the naval aesthetic
0: of it. Yeah, well they have like, that part like, too. But I like the ocean. I mean more like sixties Japan and stuff like that. But it's I like the ocean. Um, okay. I think that I think we're good on this. Um so we both highly recommend this film, obviously.
1: It's two hours long. But it's
0: not uh, most people aren't gonna a lot of people might not well, um, nobody's gonna listen to this. Be less bored than we were. I mean if you've listened this far you've seen it, obviously, but if you haven't, it's not like this movie has a ton of spoilers. There's just the one big one. Also, it's based on a 10th century folktale, which uh, also had that spoiler. So you had a uh, a thousand years to be spoiled on it.
1: Yeah, but look at you. You're just like slacking over there.
0: Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't heard it. I'd heard of the folktale, but I hadn't heard this spoiler. Okay. Any any last thoughts on a tale of Princess Kaguya?
1: The Moon Parade with Buddha.
0: Yes. That was a thing. Although I don't, I didn't see him as Buddha when I watched. Only after you said it,
1: I'm looking at him right now. It's, it's never mind.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm Dylan Heisen. That's Sam Quattro. Sam, where can we find you on social you media?
1: You can find me on Twitter at coolmcr with the K. Um, can find me on Tumblr. StupidNervous.tumblr.com. All one word, no dashes or stupid things in there.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I'm Dylan OVA on um, Tumblr and Dylan underscore OVA on oh. Twitter. Dylan Nova. Dylan Nova on Tumblr. Nova, the bunny kangaroo. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, from Bren's upcoming. Yeah,
1: thing. yeah, yeah. I, I understood that. <laughs> Explaining
0: it for the peoples. <sighs> uh, uh, you can find everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com um including other ghibli films if you search for the tag ghibli on there i'm tagging things as I'm ta- as we rewatch all the ghibli films i'm going to tag them as ghibli so you can check out the other ones there um you can can support this podcast we need your support to keep going at this incredible rate we're going at uh wow. you can support us at patreon.com slash overly animated um we're going pretty you are going at an incredible rate we're yeah we're three, going very fast we're doing three podcasts today i'm recording three podcasts oh, today. That, that is you a i'm that doing a two you're doing two yes uh thanks to our current patrons um shana mitch um cordell and beatriz
1: so we got hayna you no know, hayna you know like shake it like poor picture Haina, um was it, Mitch? Beaver Mitch, but you know I still don't like that. Uh Cordell. Right? Cordell University. That's you.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh sorry, I don't I have I'm remembering these off the top of my head, guys. Um and Beatrice, we uh me and Mel decided the other day on a podcast so I won't error ever. Uh we decided to call you Bellatrix. It was strange.
0: Which was the most speculative nickname anyway. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and oh and if you
1: So Dylan you want to mention to the people
0: oh yeah well i don't know if this is a good time but no we'll do it because this is going up later than the ones i'm recording <sighs> today. i'll just do it okay. on the other ones just um in the case. future i want to go through the patrons name and nicknames faster than we are now oh okay sh- that's something to th- that work for th- why don't you write them down though? i know i need to write them down that's for this is for me and you this is <laughs> this is also for me to remind
1: Excuse myself Excuse me.
0: Why? this is to remind myself okay um oh, God, i hate you that was mean
1: Oh, you're mean to me.
0: I was not mean to you.
1: Yes, I was.
0: Sigh. Okay. This um, is
1: why I relate to Little Bamboo because everybody's mean to her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that I relate more to children's stories than I do adult ones because I myself am 11 years old.
0: You are. In, you are literally 11 years old. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, you're. A, I'm gonna call you Takenako from now on. Don't do that. Okay. I will. Okay, I'm Dylan. That's Takinako. Thank you for thanks <laughs> <You> <laughs> for listening, guys. You can
1: call me a Little of Bamboo. If you're
0: <laughs> no, you're Takinako. No. JikaOverlyAnimated.com uh, We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.